everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Sullivan County Democrat Podcast. This is the second in a four-part series uh, that we are doing uh, in celebration of Black History Month. And uh, we are uh, joined today by the Operations Director, Sullivan County, for Crystal Run. Uh, she is involved with numerous organizations in the county as well, from the Sullivan County Chamber of Commerce to SUNY Sullivan to Sullivan Arc and has done many other volunteer projects in the past. So she's definitely a rock star in the community. It is, of course, uh, Miss Joan Patterson. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. And uh, first question, I always like to just have people explain a little bit about their background. So before you got to where you are now at Crystal Run and in this particular position, um, just tell us a little bit about mm-hmm. yourself, where you grew up and how you ended up somehow in Sullivan County. <laughs> Certainly, I didn't get lost. I'm here purposefully and intentionally. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I was born in Jamaica, in case you wonder where the accent is from. I came here at 16 years old. And uh, so I finished my nursing um, studies here. Um, my bachelor's uh, undergrad was in Lehman College, and I got my um, master's at uh, College of New Rochelle, and where I specialized in advanced practice nurse. Um, I graduated as an advanced practice nurse practitioner. Um, I've always been a part of Montefiore Medical Center. I was a student nurse there. And so naturally when I graduated, um, going back to the undergrad, um, I worked there for nine years as a staff nurse. Then I moved on to other things. Um, I mentioned graduating as a nurse practitioner. At the time when I finished in nine to six, the market was pretty saturated with nurse practitioners. So like many others, I um, got pulled into into administration. I liked it, and I remained in administration. So I did some other things, um, you know, clinical trials for two and a half years, went back into the hospital. Prior to coming to Crystal Run in 2011, I was the administrative nurse manager for a surgical unit, which was a 37-bed unit. And we did... Um, bariatric surgeries, among other things. That's where I became certified doing that. But um, again, just to come back to present day, I'm very happy to be at Crystal Run. When I first started, I had three small sites, um, Goshen, um, Warwick, and Monroe. Um, They're now larger sites. And then in 2013, so that was 2011. In 2013, I came to Rock Hill, where I've been um, ever since. Mm And um, and here we are. I, I should mention that along the way, we purchased a home in Liberty. So thus, I'm now um, certifiable. My family and I are part of Sullivan County, and we're in our 10th year. Nice. And um, I guess going into your job as operations director for Sullivan County at Crystal Run, uh, I guess just what is the day-to-day like, or I should say what was the day-to-day like, pre-pandemic, and then I guess what sort of has been additional duties or or some changes that have happened because of a pandemic or or what you've had to sort of navigate? Wow, that's a loaded question, as you can imagine. So a typical day-to-day, you know, uh, one would like to think of just managing, um, you know, staffing, patient flow, things like that, right? People like to think of management as complaint-driven, but it's not always complaint-driven. 
but it's driven by other processes that you're trying to mitigate um, complaints by being visible and, um, and, and maintaining um, proper communication, adequate communication with the team. So on a very granular level, I guess, I'm involved in um, interviewing and hiring, um, evaluations, those are the more mundane, staffing, payroll um, types of things. But one of the things I'm most proud of is the team that we have. It's a collaborative team, so it involves um, other departments, you know, lab, radio um, radiology, uh, facilities, um, materials management, um, not just nursing, patient services. Patient services is a huge aspect of that. And so when you talk about how things have changed, wow, how have they changed? So a lot um, more um, automation. Um, you know, one of the prime examples of that is when we implemented the no waiting room process. And I know it's it's still a moving target and a challenge because people are still not comfortable all the way with that. And we have other factors such as uh, connectivity that may drive someone literally, um, I should say pun intended, from their vehicles to come in because reception is poor or there's a sense that no one is answering. So from the patient services aspect, um, the staff that's normally, you know, greeting and checking you in and, and, and things like that had to jump right in to start answering the phones. You know, most people who, who've been to any of our locations may be familiar with those big uh, sandwich signs and the numbers and where's it going. Um, we've come a long way in terms of, so the front desk staff have been very instrumental in answering those calls, feeling those calls. We've moved with automation um, and technology uh, and a lot of innovation, frankly, to the texting option where patients are getting um, a reminder text before they come into the practice. And then once they're on the premises, they're instructed to text here. Um, um, so that gets the ball rolling, so to speak, in the check-in process. We still encourage um, patients if they're waiting for a while, they have not heard back from someone, wherever that someone may be, because we do have a good amount of people working remotely now, um, another, you know, um, aspect to the pandemic, to please head on in. I was on a call recently um, where um, we got some updates that there will be additional mm -hmm. towers being um, erected um, in the county. So that's great news. And that will greatly help with um, the connectivity issues. But staffing on a daily uh, on a on a daily basis, I'd be lying if I didn't say staffing is a challenge. Um, going back to you know things um, when it comes to management and staffing, it's it can always be um, a moving target, if you will. It really got amplified by the pandemic because whether it's the usual, uh, you know, aches, pains, um, personal um, aspects of your life, now you compound that with school or no school, as I like to call it, and the decisions that many uh, staff have to make um, for their families. So that's just a snippet 
Yeah, and, I, and I'm sure, too, scheduling with staffing, I'm assuming, too, is probably challenging because if you have anyone outside of Crystal Run who might get exposed to the virus or whatever, and then you have to maybe take into account, I'd assume, their days that they would have to quarantine and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's probably also a challenge. Um, I know that uh, when I was looking over your bio, uh, it had stated that you were recently appointed to the uh, Sullivan County Health Services Advisory Board. And I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about what that board has been doing and also, I guess, tying in the pandemic to, I guess, challenges that are, are just things that have changed in terms of the focus because of this whole crazy global pandemic that's upon us. Absolutely. And I just want to add, your screen is freezing at times. I'm not sure if mine is doing that as well. Uh, no, I've got, you've been going. Maybe it's just movement. When you move, sometimes it uh, it freezes. But yes, I've been a part of the um, Health Services Advisory Board, Southern County Health Services Advisory Board for some time now. I feel like it's aging me a lot of these boards. You lose touch. How long have I been on them? But um, it's been a pleasure. Um, one of the um, the great aspects, and I hate to overuse the word, of being a part of the community, being able to give back in whatever way possible. So Nancy McGraw, as you know, is the director. Mm-hmm. Our very own um, Dr. Bruce Ellswick is the chairperson for that board. And I've been a member alongside him and uh, many others uh, for a few years now. But our main purpose really is to support um, the department, um, to give advice, collaboratively on everything from uh, the from policies, um, you know, the budget. Obviously, I can't go into too much details in terms of the pandemic. Um, Dr. Ellswig, our chairperson, has been assisting as a medical provider at the um, vaccination um, sites, primarily the one in Liberty um, right now. And so we're trying to, we try to support um, the, 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 um, public health as much as possible. And um, I guess going into some of your other community involvement, I know you're very active with the Chamber of Commerce for the county uh, with uh, Sullivan Arc, or it was Sullivan Arc. I know they recently merged with Orange and Dutchess counties. Um, the Arc, Greater Hudson. Yep, and your work there. And um, yeah, I guess you could touch a little bit about what you do with those different and what other community organizations you're involved in, and I guess anything you'd like to let the public know that they've got going on. Yeah, so as Joan Glaze, who's the um, marketing uh, director, likes to say, I'm not going to try to do her line about what we were before and before and before. So when I first joined the board, which she um, invited me to join um, back in 2014, I want to say, because we graduated as part of the um, Leadership Sullivan, which is sponsored by the Chamber, ironically. Mm-hmm. And um, at that time, it was... Um, Sullivan Arc Foundation Board, and then it became Sullivan Orange Board, and now it's Greater um, Hudson Valley. So as I'm sure you know, it's to provide, um, we fundraise the Foundation Board Mm -hmm. to provide um, resources and and support to um, the residents with uh, developmental uh, disabilities. So that's also been um, a great joy and pleasure um, to continue to work with the, the community Many of those patients um, we see coming through our doors, and 
as I've mentioned to John Glaze, you know, working in a hospital as a nurse, you you think you learned everything and you, you know, you think you, you've seen everything. And then it's also been quite educational um, for me to see the vast uh, capabilities that they have. Many of them, they they work um, in, in different businesses and they really try to empower them to be as independent um, as they can be. So it's a great thing to see. Great. And um, yeah, and it's always great with, with the um, with the arcs or uh, in in the state. My uncle is in Utica, New York, and he's in an ARC um, home there and stuff. So I obviously have a special place in my heart for those um, obviously organizations. Mm-hmm. And um, and a little bit about the Chamber of Commerce. What have you um, been doing? Um, I guess as a part of their organization. Yeah. So again, it's pretty much. I should add that the the beauty and my great appreciation for where I am in this organization and what it has afforded me the ability to do. So I do very little of this. I would like to think I do a lot of it and would be doing it regardless, but Chris Run has really been supportive in me being out there. So, you know, again, full disclosure, Chris is is a sponsor for the chamber and as I'd like to think of myself as one of the faces um, participating whether it's the chamber breakfasts or the events um, and just to bring awareness of what they're what they are about and um, ironically and sadly there was such a great um, uh, movement and push even economically prior to the pandemic and then you know here we are, but we're coming back um, and will be stronger than ever, I am sure. And I have to just point out that one of the highlight, highlight um, um, events that they had was the 2019 uh, uh, Woodstock event, which was one of the galas. I had a great, great fun there. So it's not just all work. We have fun as well, which I think you had asked me about yesterday. Um, in terms of the federation for the for the homeless mm-hmm. one of the things we kind of parlayed that whole hippie theme and did a um uh clothing drive that benefited uh the federation um for the homeless so that was that was fun obviously during these times we're not really able to do much of that um but that was really great yes and um and i know you were honored by the federation a few years ago for for um your work with them and i'm sh- so obviously congratulations on that. And, uh, and I know, I guess kind of going to more since a lot of the first few questions were really specific to, um, you know, the duties and the jobs and what the pandemic does. I guess my first question going back to, you know, when you're in this medical field, uh, what in you growing up or that like made you want to do what you're doing today or, or sort of look into that pathway of work? It's, it's interesting because I haven't had to look back or think about or respond to that question in a while. Um, but it's, it's, it's very vivid and very real to me still. I had to have been maybe 14, 15 years old, and there was a young lady who would pass by my house in her crisp white uniform in Jamaica. And um, because they don't do the scrubs unless you're in an OR setting. Um, and I thought, that's what I want to do. That's what I want to be. So 
I was very excited from the moment I arrived in this country. I knew clearly what path I wanted to pursue. And, um, you know, I know you've heard it a lot of time, but only in America, um, only in America, but not only for me, but um, many others like me um, who, you know, where I came from working um, at Montefiore Medical Center, many of those um, immigrants pursued higher education, have obtained um, doctoral levels. I mean, many of my colleagues, they're like well advanced. So I'm very appreciative for everything this country has um, allowed me to do. But um, at the very core of it, you have to have that, that drive and that desire. You know, you're given um, the platform, but now, you know, take advantage of it. Sure. And, and like I said, I know you mentioned as far as your involvement, obviously just extensive involvement in the community as far as your volunteer work. And I know that you said that, you know, Crystal Run deserves obviously some credit for that, for their encouragement of, of doing so. Um, but for yourself personally, you'd mentioned that you'd be involved regardless. But what for you has always drawn you to volunteering in your community? Because one could say that, you know, obviously with many professions, but especially one like operations director and stuff, it's clearly, I'm sure, a very busy job. And so to to take your free time and want to give back to your community, why is that so important to you? Well, some may say it's a little bit crazy, <laughs> part crazy, but. Um, you know, I was raised by a mom who, um, I should mention that I'm one of 10. Not all of us are alive, unfortunately, but seven of us are, and um, we're all here. And my mom is an evangelist. She's 95 years young, going on 96. And so she raised us to be, like, very active in churches. She would put plays on and skits. So we weren't raised to be shy or, you know, no offense to a wallpaper, but, um, and I get it, it's not everybody. It, it's more my personality, you know. Um, so I think it's part of that. I'm very outgoing. Obviously, I've had to make um, some curtailments to that because of the pandemic. Um, very, something very close to my heart, um, namely, you know, like going to churches or other um, public events. Crystal Run, in particular, have been really adhering to more Zooms um, and limiting uh, the number of people um, that are being gathered, even for eating uh, purposes and so forth. But, um, yeah, I love the outdoors. I, I may want to be a runner. <laughs> so I sign up for anything that I can sign up for. And it's great that part of those funds goes back to whether it's Allison Whitney or, you know, the Roland, um, that it's still a way to get involved and do things while supporting a cause, you're still participating. Um, I would be remiss if I didn't mention the, the Hudson Valley Sub-Zero Heroes. So this past Saturday would have been the jump day. My team, um, all that one is secure, did not participate this year again with the constraints and um, the pandemic in mind. But that's something I was invited to. And it was like, hey, you know, Terry Grossmuller said, uh, do you want to contribute? Um, or I'm like, well, what else? How, <laughs> what else do I need to do if I want to be a hero? And he goes, well, you have to jump. I'm like, okay, maybe I'll do that. <laughs> Why well, give you the money? And so I could do both, right? I could uh, 
try to fundraise and go crazy, and it, it's been amazing. So a um, lot of inspirations from the community. Like I said, anytime I'm beaten by a 70-something-year-old in a race, I'm like, hats off. <laughs> That's why I'll be back, just to be beaten again. But it's great. Yeah, no, I know Terry well. He's a, a great guy, and uh, we're actually in Liberty Rotary together. And uh, I know Jamie is involved in, in Sub-Zero Zero's too from the Chamber, and also uh, I know Marsha Finkwell, who's involved mm-hmm. in a lot of stuff, too. So my last question, I guess, reflecting on it can be whether it's also the job um, and the work you do in the medical field or just personally, Um Obviously, you've had a chance to maybe see this pandemic a little more up close than even some have. What has it sort of taught you or so far as, as we kind of keep going through it? Well, um, it's taught me that it's okay to cry. It's okay to be lonely. It's okay to learn things that you that intimidates you. I mean, we're Zooming now. I didn't Zoom <laughs> six months ago, a year ago. Um, it, it, it's taught me it's okay to not know what you're doing sometimes, to be vulnerable, to be a little bit off, to have somebody ask you how you're doing, to not always be the pillar of strength you want to be because you can't. Um, to be able to take feedback um, even better because it's maybe coming from a different perspective. It, it's taught me to try to be a little bit more patient, not only with myself and forgiving, as well as others. You know, we're in the business of, of healthcare and we see the, the distress that the pandemic has caused on others. Like you mentioned, you know, on a day-to-day basis, the the varied moods or, um, and sometimes maybe somebody does not exactly display that or, or share that, but you, you pick it up in the way they, they, they walk, their gait. So we can't even see the smiles as much anymore, right? So you don't even know when there is a frown. So having to read people's eyes, somebody says, Joan, you look tired or, oh, you look you're expressive through your eyes. So now we're paying more attention mm-hmm. to the eyes, right? The windows um, to the soul. So it, it's really created a lot of mm-hmm. vulnerability, but we have to be able to still reach others despite the mask, which yes, is very important. We need to wear it, but still to remain connected, even though we can't be uh, fully present with each other. Sure. And I've always told people, you got to look at the forehead crinkle too. Like if people do that when they smile or laugh, maybe, you know, yeah, that's going to. Or the eyes crinkle. Well, I I appreciate you joining us today. And of course, thank you for everything you do for our community. And um, I guess before we sign off, I was just wondering, is there anything else you want to uh, speak on or, or, or say for people to think on as we. Well, just. Yeah, just, um, you know, a few more things. I just want to give thanks to, again, the organization of affording me the ability to do a good portion of what I do. Um, thank you to all the community members who um, are heroes. You know, there are many heroes out there. I'm not sitting here trying to proclaim that I'm it. Um, there's a lot of people, the uh, unsung heroes, 
And I just want to say on behalf of um, healthcare workers, please, if you have the opportunity to get the vaccine, please do so. Um, yes, we don't know everything there is to know about it, um, but it, what we have right now, um, we've seen the turmoil and the tears and, and the frustration from everyone, but we, um, we need to at least um, be part of the solution and continue to wear your mask, wash your hands, social distancing. Well, those are definitely important things to know. And like I said, thank you again for joining us. And uh, uh, yeah, be safe out there. It's a bit snowy today. So uh, it is winter in the Catskills, though. So yeah, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Joe. Thank you for the invitation. All the best to you. Be well. You too.